Hey. Steve-O. I should just let you know that uh, Gus is in the room with me here, so we'll be be podcasting with Gus tonight. Three dogs, three kids. I don't know how you do it. It's the real deal here, trying to just keep all six of them alive is... It's it's quite the task. Like it was a great dinner night. You, uh, Cal's Cal slept through the night for the first time out of her, ever. But what should happen? Quote is up puking all night long. I was just cleaning up dog puke literally all night. It was unbelievable. Like every hour she'd just heave somewhere. Jeez. Can you guys yeah. all fit in the minivan? Have you tried it yet? Yeah, yeah, no, we you can all get in the minivan. Can do it. That's awesome. Becky's trying to convince me to put everyone in the van and drive to Florida to see her parents for a February vacation. And I'm like, you're insane. That's a long car ride. Yeah, I was like, how about you get plane tickets and you and all the kids go and I stay home with the dogs? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Week 13, Bobby. It's already week 13. Can you believe it? I got to forewarn you. I've only only spent about five minutes on the website this week. I was pretty down after Wendell Smallwood couldn't come through for me on Monday night, and I lost to the friggin' Huskers. I know, three Uh, yards. Yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff on the website this week. We've got a Factor Fiction article. Power rankings are up. Nick's picks. Nick's, Nick's, you know... He's starting to feel his oats a little, you know. He's starting to talk a little trash in the the picks, so he's feeling good. I'd be feeling good too if I just put up ninety three points, though. So you know, hats off to him. He can he can feel those oats. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that he got two touchdowns at the Devontae Adams. I didn't even watch Monday night's game. I'm just so fed up with the Packers being on every prime time every week. It's just they're on, so I didn't watch it. I saw the box score that he had two touchdowns. I'm like, geez, I think Nick starts him. And sure enough, he had 93 points. If only Nick had started Quincy Anua, he would have probably cracked 100. Oh, wow. That's, I just can't even comprehend having a team get up there like that. But, jeez. Adams, he's one heck of a kid. Everyone in our league left that guy for dead. And he's he's got, I think, 58 or 68 points on the year or something. Yeah, I know. I saw him on the I saw him on the waiver wire. I was like, wow, surprised he got cut. He must suck. Didn't really give him a second look. And just everything's gone right for the chickens this year. I think they'll win it all. Uh, they remind me of that that Thugs team from 2013. I just I just felt like I can do nothing wrong. Like every single break went my way. It's just kind of it's kind of feel like that for the chickens this year. It's just. I'm surprised you got the year round. You only reminded us that they were like 2010 champs for every day for the whole year. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, but... yeah, he's just, you know, he's got another top five all-time points team. But I was looking and out of, I think he's got like seven of the top ten all-time, but only one time has they won the title. So, it will definitely... Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if they can uh, they can make good. I mean, Breeze isn't going to keep having these seasons. He's not going to be around forever, so they need to 
they need to capitalize on this this awesome year they're having. I mean, I think Elliott's going to be the rookie of the year. He's going to be the MVP. It's, it's they're, they're a heck of a team. Yeah. I hate them. I hate so, them. So, so what's on the line this week? I've kind of been out of out of tune with it. I just saw that there's like three teams. That, I thought the Merry Men were done, but they're very much alive. Oh yeah, they're give, give I, me I, give me a quick rundown. Of what's on the line? This okay, week. let's start with the AFC. All right, so I just I just pulled away from the the Vikings Cowboys game. This game is huge in the AFC playoff picture tonight. I'm literally just a fan of the clock. I just want the Cowboys to get like no points and have that game be over. So if the Tangs win, they're in the playoffs. If the Tangs lose. They could still make the playoffs if the Bear and the Merriman both lose because they've scored so many more points. But then if the Tangs and Merriman both lose and the Bear win, they're in. If the Tangs lose and and then it comes down to if the Merriman win, it doesn't really matter what the Bear have done unless the Bear have won and outscored them by more than 20-something then the Merriman would probably be in. So I'm a, the Tangs have a tough matchup in the Llamas. And, you know, they got four Cowboys going up against this tough Minnesota D tonight. So it's – I don't know. I don't know what will happen. It, and then, uh, you know, for the you know, Merriman, they haven't been all that great lately. They've, been, they've kind of been terrible. So they got the Thugs who have their number – Week 13 is just kind of like the week you like do me in and you got luck. I got four pl- I got four players playing on Monday night too, so you're going to have to stay four, okay, until there, midnight on Monday. There you go. Yeah, so you got four guys going on Monday night. And then to top that off over the NFC, if the Mallards win, they're in. If they lose and the boys win, they're in. Or if the boys lose and the Mallards lose, then the Mallards are in. But also for the Mallards, the Dragons have Forte and Gore going on Monday night. And Doug Baldwin on Sunday night. So I'm I'm all in on all three of these night games. I'm going to try to go the distance on as many of them as I can. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And I don't know, even been on the website, so I don't know if you see all the power rankings this week, but for the Mallards to win the title, this is what they need to do. They need to beat the Dragons this week, beat the Dragons the next week, beat the Chickens the week after that, and then likely beat either the Llamas or the Eaters for the title. Mm-hmm. Not happened. Yeah. There's no way I yeah. could get through that gauntlet ever. So, so that's how it that's how it shakes out. But the funny thing though is um, for the Bear and the Merry Men. They both could either be the wild card, or they could be in the losers bracket playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say I like the Merriman's chances to get that wild card. I think the Llamas will beat the Tangs, and I think Merriman will eke out a close one against the Thugs. I've got my Boomer Bus lineup, and I get with guys that are. Uh, score touchdowns or get they'll get six or zero like uh, Malcolm Mitchell and Seth Roberts. <laughs> yeah. So just 
Well, no, no Gronkowski for the rest of the year. That's big for Malcolm Mitchell. I think he'll keep getting a lot more targets. Yeah, that's a that's a tough loss for the league. Uh, man, he just even though I hate the Patriots, I just hope it's not something that's going to dog on the rest of his career. You texted me today that that that's his career. Did you mean that like he's never going to play a game again, or do you think he's just going to be uh, crippled and just never be effective again? I I think he'll he'll come out there again. Um, you know, whether they're doing the eight-week timeline, I think it's completely unrealistic. You know, that's what they did for Watt, and he tried and couldn't do it. Granted, he didn't have surgery first. He just rehabbed. Um, this is Gronk's third back surgery. It just, you know, he played the game in a violent way, you know, and he's always had to take everyone's best shot because he's just such a huge man. No one could ever just arm tackle him. They've had to, like, just nail him. So I think... While his career might not be over, I I think he is. I think his apex is over. We're not going to see dominant Gronk again, that's for sure. And then it raises the question: yeah. Will the Patriots just dump his ass? Because that's what they tend to do to guys. <laughs> uh, yes, they do tend to do that. Uh, I think. I don't know, I think I, I think uh, I, I don't know if he'll play again this year. He probably shouldn't, <laughs> with it being his back. Um, well, eight uh, weeks think, would make it know. the Super Bowl for when he could come back. So it's um, look good. I don't know. And, I don't know if they'll make it that far. They, uh, I haven't been overly impressed with the Patriots of late. Uh, here, here's knows. a good stat for you. Since Gronk came into the league, or I don't, I think it's just from when Gronk came into the league. Brady's completion percentage in games with Gronk is 65%, and without Gronk, it's 57%. Mm. Totally different quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. One thing I noticed when I watched the Patriots is they their guys just take so many hits, and some of them are like completely unnecessary because you know they're trying to get that extra yard or two, you know, after contact instead of like just diving to the ground or getting out of bounds. They're, like, trying to stretch for as many yards as possible. I think that's why they get so many injuries, like Edelman and Hogan and Gorkowski and Bennett are all banged yeah. up. I just I just think they take a lot of unnecessary hits. But, yeah. Yeah, hard to know why they do that, if it's just something the coaches want them to do, like always get the extra yards, or if they're just out there, like, you know, you, they try to make the most out of everything from Brady because they don't want to get into his doghouse or who knows. Yeah. I just have the funny feeling that Patriots are going to fizzle out here somewhere and they're going to, I don't know, I don't think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get home field throughout, which is critical for them to make it to the Super Bowl. They still got some tough games. They got an at Denver like weeks. Yeah, I think they're at Miami too, which they always lose at Miami. They always lose at Denver. Yeah, so that's that's weeks what fifteen and seventeen. That's yeah. Is it next week, yeah, the Rams this week. That's an easy game. Baltimore at home next week. Baltimore could come in there and beat them. Yeah, yeah they're, they're sneaky. I, yeah, I, I mean, I think at best they're gonna get the two seed. I'll be impressed if they get the one. Yeah, the problem, uh, the thing they got going for them though is that all those AFC West teams are just going to beat up on each other. Like they still have to play each other another round. So 
Uh, yeah. The Raiders are going to lose games, and, and the Chiefs are going to lose games. So they might get hopefully the one seed after all. Hopefully, it physically beats them up. I mean, those are some physical games, so you know, hopefully, they actually like yeah. wear their players out. Oh, uh, what else we got going around the league? The league we've been getting a little heat lately that everyone thinks we just talk about our teams, but I'm sure we talk about them more than the other ones because it's just easier. But they I still feel like we talk about the chickens them. a lot, and we don't talk about the llamas a lot. They're kind of a boring team, but uh, yeah, we've we've talked a lot of big boys over the years. We like talking big boys, like John's teams. I mean, we give them the respect he deserves, but you know, they're boring too. What about the resurgence of Colin Kaepernick on the refugees? Refugees. Um, He's on the IR, but, like, Colin Kaepernick is back. I think he's going to be a starter somewhere next year. I think he's going to be a starter, you mean, in the YFL or the NFL? Both. Yeah, I I think he'll be a starter in San Francisco. I think Chip Kelly might finally have his guy. You know, their system, Kelly's system was always going to be a perfect fit. He just needed to get on the field. So, now they just need some players. I don't don't even know who catches passes out there. What, Jeremy Curley? (laughs) He does not. That just drives me crazy. Jeremy Curley was Blaine Gabbert's guy. That guy was money. And Kaepernick comes in, he's lighting it up. But Jeremy Curley goes, you know, gets zero Catches a game. It's it's unreal. That's the thug season for you in a nutshell. <laughs> I don't know who catches yeah. passes there. Carlos Hyde's numbers are up, so I like that. But uh, yeah, maybe Vance McDonald. Like Vance, Vance, Vance McDonald. Let's talk about yeah. Vance McDonald. The guy. <laughs> who is this guy, and how does he keep scoring? I remember Mike being high on him like five years ago, or whenever the heck he was a rookie. And he did nothing for years, as most tight ends do. And now he's like the eater's guy, and he just scores touchdowns. Yeah, he's got 18 points the last four weeks. Yeah, and the weeks he gets two points has been exactly 50 yards. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got Dwayne Allen getting 49 yards. It's just, ay, ay, ay. Ugh. Yeah. Let me complain about one thing from last week. So, you know, we got Thanksgiving. Yeah. And going into that game, no Inud Luck. And I'm like, oh, do I start Moncrief? And you and I are going back and forth about Moncrief. And then he, he's actually be active after being hurt earlier in the week. So I pull the trigger, put him in there, get the touchdown. I'm thrilled. And then we get to Sunday. And we're watching the Falcons game here. And the, Falcon, the, the Falcons get down by the end zone towards the end of the game, maybe early fourth quarter. And I'm like rooting for another Ryan touchdown and Freeman runs it in. And I just stayed it back to right then. I was like, that's going to do me in. And so the rest of the day, I'm like trying to catch up to the eaters. Mike Evans goes out just playing out of his mind. And I get to a point where I'm like, geez, I just need one more touchdown. I'm going to win this. Day. I might, I might actually pull this off. And at the end, LeGarrette Blount takes off from like the 50, <laughs> rumbles down to like, the four gets pushed out of bounds with, yeah. I don't know, a minute and a half left, and they just need to do two kneel downs. I was hoping the Patriots would try to run up the score. And he uh, If it was Rex, if, if Rex Ryan was still the coach of the Jets, they would have ran it in. 
I think Belichick respects Todd Bowles, so he didn't. That's what it came down yeah. to. So then, so I'm, so you know, I'm, I'm pissed. But then, what should happen? But he got me over the 50 yards, which is also I think critical at that point because I don't think a touchdown would have won at that point. So then I turn over to the Raiders game, and it's getting down towards in there. Crabtree gets a touchdown thrown right into his hands, but he stumbles and yep. can't reel it in at the end. Yeah, and then I wake up drop. the next morning, and I see who I'd swapped Moncrief in for. I just read randomly. Tyreek Hill. Has 20 points in the nightcap, <laughs> and I go down by four, and I don't. And then I'm fighting for my playoff life. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, you told me your options for Moncrief, the, who you would start, you know, in his place, and it was Tyreek Hill and some other bombs. I'm like, yeah, you better just stick with Moncrief. And sure enough. Sure enough. Tyreek Hill, um, awful, awful human, like terrible human. Yep. But yeah. he's already crept up to, I think, like 110 or something on the the dynasty rankings, which I found surprising, but not as surprising as Stefan Diggs is the number 15 player in the Roto World dynasty rankings. Yeah, I don't, tr- do I don't trust their dynasty. <laughs> I don't trust their dynasty rankings at all. He should That's not terrible. Be He's not the 15th best player overall. He's not even the 15th best wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, he's another one of Oklahoma State's uh, scholar athletes joining Justin Blackman and Des Bryant. <laughs> they uh, they churn out some uh, some interesting wide receivers there. Oh, man, yeah. What a, what a terrible human. I, mean, I, mean, I just feel, I mean, feel clean having him on my roster. Oh. Um, all right. What, what's what's the Super Bowl, the consolation bracket looking like? The the uh, the okay. the brothers. Uh, let's talk about the brothers for a second. There has has any team ever gone one in twelve? Yes, we've definitely had one in twelve teams before, I, and I think Bry himself has, has done it. And wow, well, haven't, have, haven't, haven't the Beams done it before? They might have. That's. I mean, one in twelve is bad. I usually have two or three wins with the beans. I, I, I'll have to what go back the, and check. I just. What about the two thousand eight Merriman? They were. They were pretty bad. Um, uh, one win though. Jeez. Yeah, the other two thousand eight Merriman were two ten and one. Oh, the brothers that year one eleven and one. Yeah. I can't find any. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty bad. So, the let's see. Yeah, right now we got the brothers and refugees going in as the one and two seed. Then we got the buddies, white guys locking it up. Thugs have locked up a spot. And then we just got the the beans, the bear, and the merrymen battling it out for the sixth seed. Wow. Isn't that crazy? The teams battling out for the sixth seed are also battling out for the wild card. The Eaters so went 1-12 in 2010. That was the last time it happened. Dread, that was right, when yeah. Ryan and Chris, like, get a GM, you're a terrible owner. You're still starting yeah. Emmett Smith. Yeah. They scored 326 <laughs> points that year. 
Oh, that's pretty and bad. I think there w- wasn't there one win. No, I thought that was the year they they beat the chickens with uh, Michael Vick on Monday night against the Redskins. Oh yeah, that, that might have been game. the year. Their one win might have come over the chickens. I think that was that year. Remember that? Yeah, I, I remember that night, like forty-seven points or something insane. <laughs> yeah, like halftime or something. It was crazy. Yeah, I think that was yeah, that year. Their one win, he beat the chickens. Yeah, so these but, uh, Super Bowl playoffs are looking like I'm gonna. I really think the number six seed, whoever gets it, is gonna win, is gonna get the number one pick. I this year we definitely have like very good teams and they got very bad teams. Like it yeah, would not so be that hard. See, so wow, so it. If you think, if the beans lose, I think, lose, the, it, beans, it, it, I think it, the beans are gonna get it. Because I think they'll win, but I think the I think the Bear are going to win. I think the Merrymen are going to win, and the Orangutans will lose. And but the, so the Beans have less points. That happens. You got it. Yeah. Uh, the Beans are a good team. I mean, especially with oh, the way you, the quarterbacks like Kirk, are Kirk playing. Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins, Julio Jones, Carlos Hyde, they could lead you right through those playoffs. Well, not Julio Jones. He doesn't score any touchdowns. But uh, the other guys you didn't mention, and I, I play. I, yeah, I might play Cousins. I might play Mariota. I don't know. Um, the only thing funny about the losers bracket is it's almost kind of weird to think about how you want to. I can't remember how John seeded it last year, but it's like on one hand, it's like okay, the three plays the six, the four plays the five, and you go from there. But on the other hand, it's almost like well, the, maybe the five should play the six and the three should play the four. Yeah, then you're also kind of knocking out the three and the four. Like the three and the four kind of deserve a shot to get to the semifinals too. So it's it's kind of no Yeah, it's a quagmire. It's an absolute quagmire. Let's say, hmm, yeah. Yeah, I think, I definitely think the six seed, whoever gets it, unless they just really shit the bed that day. I think that that person's going to win the number one seed and the right to how it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. As long as you have one of those top six picks, you're getting a stud. It it doesn't even matter. If you get the number one pick, the only thing you get to do is pick the best situation. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good guys. Deontay Foreman declared. If he can get over his uh, fumble-itis, he'll be a heck of a back. Guy fumbled like crazy, though. Uh, Foreman, Cook, uh, McCafferty, Fournette, Mike Williams, Corey Davis, uh, the dude from Oklahoma, Royce Freeman out of Oregon, Elijah Hood, North Carolina. It's there's like two dudes. Is there a guy for Georgia? Is there a running back for Georgia? Nick Chubb. I mean, Nick Chubb's going to be on the buddies. You just know Mike's going to have a guy named Chubb. Yeah. Um. Interesting yeah, I heard thing the running back class is absolutely loaded. Interesting thing I've completely forgotten about um, until I was looking the other day, the Bear traded their first round pick to the Buddies. Oh. Yeah. So, Mike, it will be interesting to see if he just takes, like, to the top backs because he's always just preached talent or if he actually addresses the big quarterback with one of those picks and takes one of the guys coming out or if he 
makes a trade. Like he's, he's got one, he'll have one heck of a, a chip to trade at that point. Who did who did they get to give up for a number one draft pick? Greg Olson. Greg Olson? Yeah. Oh man, I must have missed that. When did that happen? That one happened um, right at the deadline. It just kind of like snuck by. It happened after I traded uh, for Diggs. Um, but he was also, I think, I think, I think, I think the Bear were like six and three right then. You know, they were feeling good and you know ready to make a run. It made a lot of sense at the time. He's been terrible since the second half of the year, Greg Olson. <laughs> I have him in another league. He doesn't do anything, and Roman World tells me he's. You know, number one ranked tight tight end or number two ranked tight end every week, and he does shit. Drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah, four he's straight weeks of zero, or three, four zeros in the last five weeks for the bear poop. Yeah, he's either really good or really bad. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's good. Brian Mike worked out a trade. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, just. Completely under the radar. So that's 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 big. That that you know. How do those that, guys even get in touch? Is, does how do those guys get in touch? Is Mike text Brian or, or how how do you think that happened? Email. Oh, it's got to be email. There's no way those two guys have each other's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, I wish I could be a fly on the wall for that. Hey, Brian, it's Mike. I don't know. Hey, Mike. Does, Maybe does they ran Mike into like each other in the Colorado woods, you know. Maybe they're up Breckenridge does, does together. Mike, does Mike tell John, who tells Greg D, who freestyles it to Bry, and Bry freestyles his, his counteroffer back? I don't know. Yeah, it had to be something like that. There's no way those two, like, during business hours, just kind of, <laughs> hey, Greg Olson for number one. Yeah. Oh, made, made a lot of sense at the time, but, oh, that hurts. Like the the bear could have used a player of the caliber that they they could have been getting. Bride is, getting I mean, pick. if you're looking to get a draft pick, Bride's the guy to go to. He hates the draft. He loves veterans. Yeah, it worked out for him. He got Brandon Marshall for uh, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, it works for uh, him. Devontae Parker. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. Who good? Yeah, you're, you're uh, okay, the, okay, so you're either into the draft or you're, you're not, and it's. You know, you can you can the draft's hit or miss. You don't know if it's gonna be good. But if you can trade a draft pick for a proven commodity, it definitely works because it's a proven commodity. Oh yeah, so. I I don't I don't question Bry at all. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I got Arian Foster one year, still in the prime of his career for two guys that are no longer on rosters. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if the Llamas wish they had taken the three first-rounders I offered for Winston before the season. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, a lot on the line this week. You've piqued my interest again. I was kind of out of the YFFL all week. I was just so pissed off that both my teams are terrible and losing to the Huskers. I just hate losing to the Huskers. What's my brother yeah. like right now? He's won like five in a row and he's gone he's not gonna make the playoffs and he's not gonna make the, the consolation bracket, so he's just in that. Oh he, yeah, your your blade. brother's pretty you he, he's locked into either the ninth or tenth pick. Yeah, he can't even really move from there. He's just stuck in no yeah. man's land. Um he's doing okay. He's 
he's excited about next year, and he knows the draft's deep enough that he's going to still get a good guy in the top ten. So, yeah, he'll get he's the tenth best he's running back because I think it's going to be ten straight running backs pick. Because I don't, I don't think the quarterbacks are that strong. And I don't know about wide receivers, but it's going to be one of those Mike, drafts Mike of running backs. Corey, Mike Williams and Corey Davis are like top. If it was a normal oh, draft, yeah, the Clemson, the Mike Williams, yeah, yeah, these two guys yeah, would Mike be Williams two of the first four the picks. Deal. Like two yep. of the first Mike, picks Mike, in a normal year. Yeah, Mike Williams yeah. on Clemson is the real deal. He's a heck of a player. Like Merriman, yeah, they need everything. But if Mike Williams is sitting there at seven or wherever the heck we end up, I'm all over him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think. See, last year you didn't. You have either team in either playoffs, and I, you're gonna really enjoy the losers bracket. It, it sounds stupid to say, but it. I got had t- one team in each bracket last year, and it was, it was awesome. Like, it'll still give you something to do for a few weeks. You'll stay into it, and like, especially after you win like that first week, especially if the beans do, you're gonna be like, geez, the beans are actually good, and I might get the number one pick. You're gonna like, you're gonna be all in on the YFFL, like right through the end. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if we get in. You know, uh, the thug. Thank you for not ranking the Thugs last in the power ranking because I think they're by far the worst team. Uh, I guess Andrew Luck bumped me up one spot, but over Trevor Simeon on the refugees. But holy crap, I got some rebuilding work to do on the Thugs. I just gotta hope uh, Malcolm Mitchell turns turn it around. It it's you, always, you always turn it over fast. The the thing yeah, you do when you suck is just like, like you're very good at this. Is you flip a few guys that are marginal for like second rounders or whatever and then you hit on those and then you just clean the garbage off. Like guys that are just roster cloggers, you flush them and you bring in all new people and then you're going to hit on some of them and the ones you don't, you just dump them and do it again. Yeah, no, I think I, if I get another running back and if Kenneth Dixon kind of turns around, then I got two running backs next year. And I think Malcolm Mitchell is going to be pretty decent. And if Sammy Watkins comes back, then I got something to work with. Uh, so we'll see. But Michael Floyd's probably my most, most disappointing player right now. I really thought he was going to be you know, somebody I could plug in at wide receiver for 10 years. He was the 12th overall pick in that draft three years ago, and now he's like the fourth receiver on the Cardinals. So. Yeah, that kind of sucks, but we'll turn it around. Um, I know we need to wrap this up. We're going to try to keep this one short, and I think we should definitely try to get a, a podcast in each of the next couple of weeks, just some short ones. Yes. Yeah, um, I'll be in Boulder, Colorado next week, so I'll be free. I can do a podcast at any time. But yeah, we'll definitely do a playoff preview uh, okay. for both brackets and uh, maybe make a uh, – We'll talk about the MVP ballots or the different ballots. We won't make our our picks, but we'll talk about we should be on each ballot, do our own little yeah. campaigning, and then we'll predict the playoffs. Well, um, and stuff. I'll, I'll say for one ballot that's definitely up in the area, I would be like owner of the year because there's real no real front runner. It's going to almost depend on who can sneak two teams into the playoffs or something. So that's up in the air. Yeah, so we got. So we got the games this week. Who's? I mean, we know who the the top, you know we know who the division winners are at this point. But who's one of those two wild cards? Who you got? I've got I've got your two teams. You think the Mallards gonna beat the Dragons? Wow. Um. Yeah. 
I like, I like it. I do. I like it. I think. Yeah. I mean, you'll have to stay up pretty late. I mean, I think the Thugs are going to give the <laughs> Merriman a good game. I don't think I'll have enough points at the end of the day, but I just need Andrew Luck to have one of his legendary like 30-point games. <laughs> he yeah. hasn't done that for me all year long. I need one of those. Oh, I can see it now. Like Andrew Luck has 24 or 28. Folk has 13, and Powell somehow gets a touchdown, and you score like 15 points on 50 points on Monday night. But it could happen. Um, Luck to the Wade Allen's right. way overdue. Nick Foltz due for like a 10, 12 point game. Below Powell always gets me something. The, I'm gonna say the Merrymen should get in, but Something just goes horribly wrong, and they end up at, like, the seventh spot. And then I'm going to say Gore and Forte just – I'm going to say the Mallards go into Monday night up 20, and John somehow gets 22 out of those guys. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. Those guys, you always count them out, and then, yeah. I think they're gonna. I think they're both gonna have pretty good games. I mean, the Jets run DVD is pretty good, so Gore won't get yards, but he's the king of the one-yard touchdowns. He's probably got like 12 just, of them this year. I really need. I need Ryan to have a huge game. I need Rogers to have a bad game. And Rogers hasn't. He's been terrible for like two months, but he hasn't had like a bad fantasy game yet. So. Oh, I know. I I I saw that. Like him and. Him and Kaepernick are the exact opposite. Like, Kaepernick's been lights out, but his team just sucks. Rodgers has been terrible, but he's racking up all these garbage side points and throwing 50 passes a game, so his fantasy numbers have been uh, through the roof. So that that just makes me even more mad about the Packers. Who do you like in the Chickens, uh, Chickens-Huskers game? I think the Huskers are going to win. I, I don't know what the score of this Monday this Thursday night game is right now. I saw Elliot get a 50-yard run called back for a crap holding penalty before I came into the, mm. the office here. But um, I just think, well, I don't know. The Saints get the Lions at home. It's like a shootout. Uh, no, nah, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Huskers. I think the Huskers are going to pull it off. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the Huskers too. Uh, it would be Huskers, fitting Kevin, Kevin to score this run. The Huskers win. If the Huskers win, Kevin could pull out owner of the year because he would have potentially like 19 wins. So. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting vote. Definitely is. Uh, we'll have to talk about it next week, I guess. Cause it's gonna come, I think it'll come down to Kevin having the most wins or either John or I will end up being one of the only – we'll be the only people that put two teams in the playoffs. So it'll be yeah. interesting. I think a lot of the other stuff – I mean, look at the year. Don't jinx yourself. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. But the rookie of the year decided. MVP I think is decided. Macromese. I don't even know who's come out of the woodwork for that. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out next week. Yeah. If both your teams lose, we might have to do the podcast on Tuesday so I can get your instant reaction. Steve, I can see it now. Steve, you got the nine and the ten pick in the draft next year. What are your thoughts? <laughs> on to 2017. I'll just keep saying that over and over. On to 2017. <laughs> no, the, let's see. What's the, it's, it's the highest, I think. I've, already, I've obviously already done all this junk because I just have, but I think eight's as bad as the Merry Men can be. But yeah, the boys, 
the the boys, Mallards, whoever doesn't make the playoffs is locked into the 10th spot, I think. Unless, uh, I guess with the boys lost and the Huskers won. Yeah. Lots still to be decided. Big week 13. I'm excited. All right. Well, enjoy the football. Talk to you next week. All right. I will uh, I will talk to you this weekend, I'm sure. All righty. Okay. Talk to you later. See you. All right. Bye.